authors come up with ideas, test their hypotheses, and write the books that educate and entertain us. I'm Karen Christensen, founder and CEO of Berkshire Publishing Group. We launched the Book World podcast to introduce our authors and other writers from around the globe to students, teachers, and general readers who want a behind-the-scenes look at the world of books and scholarship. Welcome to our world. Good morning, I'm Karen Christensen, founder of Berkshire Publishing and your host here at Berkshire Book World. This episode is an unusual one. It's a telephone conversation I had with Ray Oldenburg during the early weeks of the 2020 COVID lockdown. I had already agreed with Ray that I would co-author a new edition of his famous 1989 book, The Great Good Place, and I was calling him on his 88th birthday to check in and talk, as we always do, about third places. Hello? Hi, um, this is Karen Christensen. Is Ray there? Oh, good. Oh, oh, thanks very much. Hey, hi. Well, first of all, happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 88 is a lucky number. It is. Okay, that's good. (laughs) How are you doing up there? Uh, You know, I'm glad it's springtime. It's really rainy today, but, you know, flowers are coming out, so that's good. It's weird. Don't you think? I mean... Well, it's very strange, yes. I think now we're going to have a... uh, We have a president who wants people to go back to work prematurely, and oh, God. Yeah, it's, um, uh, it's just extraordinary. I've actually been kind of trying to keep my head down and not read the news. I've and just, I've told my kids to alert me of any about anything really important because, and just try and focus on work because um, it's too nutty out there. Why don't we talk about something else? Let's talk about third places. <laughs> I thought, let's just, because, you know, you and I talked a little bit about men and women, um, but not a whole lot. And I, I would love to, and, and it doesn't, you know, let's, Let's talk about how that's evolved and maybe how your thinking about it has evolved over the years. Well, first of all, I'm hoping, and, with, and I don't have any evidence, but I'm hoping that, you know, it's about 100 years since when we got the vote. Now, the way things have been improving for women, and I wonder if the improvement is reflected in third place behavior. I'm not sure about that. Uh, What I notice with respect to women is they get together. They're they're fantastic bridge players, and 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 that gets them together in fours, eights, and twelves. You know, in in people's homes. But uh, and uh, uh, well, of course, and then there's. Which, which are not, which, which, which really don't count to me. You, you know, you're uh-huh. supposed to keep standing and, and move about. Everybody meets everybody, but there's, you know. Uh, and, you know, third place to me means sitting down. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know of any stand-up third places. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Now, did you, I think you put um, on the, the original subtitle, didn't it have hairdressers in it? Or let's see, yeah, hair salons, right? Did you ever spend any time in a hair salon? Or did you ever you know, talk to, you know, yeah. Well, in my hometown, uh, the men gathered in the barber shop uh, daily whether they needed a haircut or not, and they talked. And the women had a habit of hanging around. The, the hair salon was a, was a room within a, our pharmacy, and it was a place for women to gather, you know. Yeah, so that and it was a place basically exclusive to women in those days. Hair salons and barber shops were separate. That we, you know, nowadays so yeah. most places are unisex. Yeah, that's right. I've, I've forgotten all of that stuff. I've forgotten most of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when you the groups, when I went out with you, I went to your with a breakfast group, and that was that was all men, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, you're you're talking about Hardee's, I think. Yeah. And I think we talked about sometimes some uh, one or two of the members had brought his wife along, but you I think we talked about that changing the kind of changing the flow of conversation. So that's all, that's all I really remember about that. Huh. Huh. Um, now, of course, bars are a great third place, but women have um, not always felt comfortable in a bar. Or even yeah. been allowed sometimes. I mean, in, in, in England, in pubs, there were like, there was a separate place that the ladies would, you know, were expected to go. Yeah. Because of the seating, or because of the yeah, he and Peg, they're they're suffering now because they would go to bar seven days a week. Uh huh. So that's a big deal. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm actually getting on something this afternoon. It's a at, at three o'clock. It's a group, an email group of digital publishing people. And I think yeah. it's at three because, so that people in Europe can join. Um, but it's supposed to be like a beer, you know, it's, it's sort of getting together for drinks. <laughs> of course, people in California, it's, it's being timed so that someone in California and I think someone in London or somewhere in Europe could, could get on at the same time. <laughs> and I'm thinking, three o'clock, could I have a martini then? I think, you know, COVID-19... I think a martini at three o'clock will be just fine. 
But that will be, you know, I mean, a completely different experience from being able to settle down, you know, with an over a drink with with someone. Now, have you I think it was the journalist from Boston who said he'd talked to you a little bit about I think he said he'd talked to you about men and women. Um, and that he and I then discussed that. You know, the idea that women have often traditionally, and maybe still do today, if, you know, you bring up bridge, tend to be more comfortable meeting when they have something to do together. Yeah, well, of course, then there's, in our church, as in most churches, there is that group of women who, who make quilts. Yeah, yeah, quilting would be a classic. Yeah. Where you're occupied with something useful, but your mind is free, and so you can chat. Yeah. Well, uh, what I would insist on, that men only and women only gatherings are absolutely essential. Uh Aha. Okay. Tell me me about that. Why does that matter? What's... What makes that a, 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 a single-sex gathering place well, special? <laughs> okay. How, how do you express it? Um, you don't... When, when, when the men get together, and I'm sure this is true with women, too, Women, I'm sure women will discuss things that they would never discuss in the presence of men. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, because on the other on the other side, men discuss things they would never discuss in the presence of women. So there's this male camaraderie thing that is that is important, and, and it's for women. This, I'm sure the same thing is true. But uh, the, what, what we're talking about here is. Under what conditions can you have some kind of third place where the sexes are mixed? Yeah. And. And that's got that's well, I, nice. I think, I think yeah. we did it as, as school children. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember getting together after school at the soda fountain, and there would be males and females there, and we got along quite nicely. That's about the only. I've been thinking a lot about, I was telling my daughter how long, long before I ever met you, you were sending me book recommendations. You know, we corresponded for years. And one of the books that I st- I was th- I think about now because of the, the, the troubles in the world is one called The Company of Strangers, and you suggested it. And it was about the importance of being able to deal with people you don't know and who are different from you. Um, well, I work at I work at that very very hard. Um, of course, I'm not going to my physical therapy place anymore, but I did one. But uh, one of the routines you're sitting next to people who are also on the, the the thing where you pump your legs. Yeah. And oftentimes it's it's a woman and. Uh, no, I, I have this 
stock of questions, you know, are, are you a native Pensacolium? Do you have a dog? Blah, blah, blah. I have, I have those questions uh-huh. that get us talking right away, immediately. Yeah. And I, when, I, when I go shopping, I always talk to people. I, I, you know, I have this. Of course, this is why I wrote The Joy of Tippling. Good thing about booze, it brings people together. Right. And get some talking, too. And, and get some talking, yes. Right. So it's that about the, the joy of tippling, the joy of conversation, both. But that don't you think that one of the things we see in the world today is a, a real fear of strangers? People kind of getting more and more kind of tightly bound to their to, to people who are j- just like them or who think like them. You just were talking yeah, about being well, with Trump uh, voters. Uh, yeah. Of course, yeah. suburban development, uh, uh, single-use zoning has had, a, to me, a tremendous impact on that. You know, we have neighbors, and only on, on either side, you know, they're good people, but we have nothing to do with them unless there's some kind of a little emergency that, brings us together. We we respect their privacy. They respect our privacy. And, uh, of course, as you well know, homes have doubled in size over the past so many years, and and more more and more of life is contained to the home and electronics that help us along and so on. Uh, I, I often think of my hometown where so many of the stores had wooden benches outside. Mm-hmm. People would meet one another, sit down on these benches and talk for a little bit and then they'd move on. You know, those, those days are gone. They're already gone. Because it was so easy to do. You'd bump into people and you'd, yeah, chat, yeah. you'd chat for a minute. Um, yeah. Actually, Great Barrington still has a lot of that. And one of the things that's happened, because nobody's driving anywhere, people are walking around the neighborhood. Of course, if you want to talk to someone, you're still standing and talking to them at a distance. But they're out walking. Is that true where you live? No. No. Uh-huh. No, you know, the more recent suburbs have no sidewalks. And that's just as well, because nobody uses these sidewalks anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know Larry Reynolds? I know his name from you. You know, I, I we've corresponded because of you. Yeah, he, he called yesterday uh-huh. or the day before. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he's all torn up because his hangout in his town of Traverse, I think it's Traverse. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. The bookstore closed and, uh, and they can't get anybody to move in to take it over and run it. And he's... He's at wit's end about that. You know, there, there you go, third place gone. Right. Bookstores, yes. Um, I'll be tackling that. Bookstores, libraries, of course, all these places. I guess I have to ask you, I'm not going to keep you on. We can record like this occasionally and, you know, it's just kind of get some material. It's good to have some Karen, audio. Call, call whenever you feel like it. Okay. Cool. Um, but well, what... Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, this is good. Gives food for thought. Um, and, and actually I'll call again and you know, what we'll, we should talk about is, is just how 
third places will pick up when we can get back together. That's what I keep thinking about is how, um, I mean, the, the economics of it, but you know, will when will you be able to go back to places that you like, or or Dugan and Peggy? Um, yeah, well, <laughs> there's there there's a lot uh, apropos of this topic that we need to that that needs investigating. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's going to be interesting to see what... I, I'm hoping that people will realize how how much they miss just being around other people. I wanted the new, new book to, again, just, rem, you know, to, to alert people. It's like everyone... You've told me this, and it certainly was true for me, that, that The Great Good Place made us realize something we sort of knew already, but we'd never um, been able to articulate. Yeah. You know, when you think about it, the third place is an extremely simple idea. The wonder is that it had a catch-on. And catch-on it did. Ray introduced the term third place back in 1989, and it's now ubiquitous. Property developers, museum planners, and shared workspace companies use it, sometimes accurately and sometimes not. I had hoped that Ray and I would continue to have conversations like this as I sketched out new chapters for the book. But in fact, this was our only phone conversation. However, we did manage a Zoom cocktail hour with the help of his friend Robert Dugan, and then another cocktail Zoom with friends in Brooklyn, who'd been inspired by Ray and had long wanted to meet him. They are among the many people around the world whose enthusiasm and experience will help to shape the 21st century post-pandemic edition of The Great Good Place. The Book World podcast series is hosted by the nonprofit Barrington Institute, which works with us at Berkshire Publishing Group to create educational programs and outreach materials with a focus on global understanding. Subscribe to Berkshire Book World on your favorite podcast platform and send us your comments and requests via Twitter or Facebook or leave a comment at berkshirepublishing.com. Thanks for listening.